everybody. Welcome to Dragon at the Movies. Hi, Berto. Hey, everyone. Welcome to Dragon at the Movies. Berto, you sick of this already? It's it's I... only been a year and, like, I don't know, however many weeks. Of what, the podcast? Yeah. <laughs> no, because the opposite. It's because this is the only way I force you to watch movies. That is true. <laughs> Otherwise, like, it would literally always just be like, Oh, I saw this movie. We should talk about it. And you're just like, I'm never gonna watch it. Yeah, accurate. A thousand percent accurate. It's it's actually the 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 number one only way to get me to do anything. Yeah, yeah, I'm aware. And frankly, I'm surprised that every once in a while I don't go. Oh fuck, we're recording today. (laughs) I didn't didn't watch the movie. (laughs) That is because I I do remind you all the time. Yeah, yeah, that that is true. Mm -hmm. That that does help a lot. Uh, Okay, how are you? What have you been up to? Mm -hmm. Yeah. What, what is the question? I saw that What's you ran questions? a ridiculous amount today. Uh, yeah, I did. It was uh, my hips are now tired, so that yeah. sucks. Yeah. But um, yeah, I've been running a lot, and I have to start eating like a crazy amount. So that's gonna be fun. You went on a 15 mile run today. Yeah. So. And you showed me your like little app or whatever, and you burned like 2,000 calories. <laughs> I don't. You know, I don't like to brag. That's how I am. I also I know that the calorie counters on those things like are not. They're not, you know, they're just like weird ballparks. I'm sure they're not accurate at all. But like, that's a lot of calories that you now have to eat. So it's like a, Wait, you have to eat double meals all day. Why are you, why are you, you know, I don't want to brag, okay? <laughs> you love I'm not bragging. A Your favorite thing is to brag. <laughs> I'm just, I'm, that's not who I am. Okay. What I am is, is not a bragger. Okay. It's what you call the opposite of bragging. What's the opposite of bragging? Hum, being humble. Oh, that's not it. Come on. That's fucking crazy. <laughs> You fucking moron. That's not it. <laughs> uh, All right, Dragon. Yeah, How anyway, so you, you did that. Very yeah. exciting. I actually, I that's, too, that's, that's I too ran this week, Virto. I, I as, went. As well. As well. I too. Uh, I did a three-mile run um, the other day mm-hmm. because I'm doing a mini quarantine before I go home for, for, um, for Thanksgiving to try and, like, you know, sort of protect her. Uh, older relatives um so that just yeah. means like you know being a little more careful about what i'm doing and I'm, I'm gonna take off you know five days or so from jujitsu and like that kind of stuff we're not going to movies or anything um so i went for a run because well, you know what else am i gonna do and uh I, running is hard <laughs> i don't like it <laughs> what do you mean you don't like it i do I, it all the time i was really proud of myself though because that was like i did three i did eight and a half minute miles for those three miles and that's faster than i ever ran when i was running <laughs> like truly <laughs> okay so apparently if you want to get faster at running just do a bunch of jujitsu don't run yeah. for don't run for approximately six months and then jump back into it <laughs> well I, I will say this that ever since i've been running like the one thing i've realized is my hips are always tired now yeah yeah that and jujitsu is mostly hips so if you can get strong hips then your running can get better yeah yeah or i guess you know just... I, I guess you never think about like how much you use your hips at, at any given point until you do a sport that really forces you to. Yeah, like running. It's just yeah. now my hips. Basically, at this point in my life, I do like 20 minutes of stretching every day. Mm-hmm. And like 15 of those minutes is dedicated to my hips because they're always, they always feel weak and tired. Yeah. Yeah, but, that checks out. For me, you know, my, it, my back always feels like, my upper back always feels like it needs to be cracked. Like constantly. Mm-hmm. Well, that's because you, probably because you slouch a little bit too much. Oh, rude. But, you know, I don't like bragging. That's the problem. I don't want to brag. You, I'm not here to brag today. You love bragging. What are you talking about? Mm-hmm. Um, what so, else, Berto? Yeah. Me? Oh, I don't know. We go over this, okay? We've gone over this how many times? I don't do anything. I don't go anywhere. Oh, you know I what? You, sad, miserable life. You know what we did um, last week? 
We went, uh, we, me and Andrew did a double date, much like we did with you and Caroline, with uh, your oh, brother Jaime and Alexis to the oh. climbing gym. It was really fun. Oh, I, I thought that was like, you know, our thing. <laughs> you, me, Caroline, uh-huh. Andrew. I thought that was our thing. Well, it turns out that... I can do that with like a bunch of other people. Okay. okay. All right. Yeah. I mean, you know, I'm heartbroken. Uh-huh. But what else am I going to do, I guess? <laughs> I guess I'll just go home and cry. Uh-huh. Uh, but yeah it was fun we also uh alexis was like oh look they have the like balance uh rope thing you know like the rope that you can walk across like the tightrope thing oh did they uh, they had one of those up and she was like let's try it and so we did and she did the best out of all of us which checks out yeah of course she, <laughs> but, well, she actually she's she a actually gymnast has, yeah, yeah she actually has balance yeah like us yeah the rest of us were like uh took half a step and they were like <laughs> yeah and you do the thing where your upper body pretends like it's going to catch you, but then you just wind up falling anyway. Yeah, you just step off of it. It's like a foot off the ground. You're like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> Very dramatic for no reason. <laughs> oh, but that, that was that was really good. Um, yeah. And I feel like those are my highlights. And then I'm going home tomorrow morning. I'm taking a bus home to Thanksgiving. Ew, a bus. I know. Renting a car was too expensive. So. Yeah, I, ex- I know someone who uh, had to rent the car last minute, and they were like, "It is absurd." It was they had to pay an insane amount. Of yeah, money. yeah. So we are not we are not going to do that. Um, we did we rented one for Christmas, but for for Thanksgiving, it just didn't make sense. Okay, so yeah. We'll, we'll see right. how the bus goes. I actually don't think the bus is that bad. Well, luckily, since I have no friends, I have no family, I have, <laughs> have no life. Uh-huh. My my Christmas, my Thanksgiving will just be spent here alone. With oh no really? One else. Not not with yeah. your girlfriend or your brother. It's not. It's not like my girlfriend's gonna come over and my brother is gonna come over. No, no. <laughs> yeah, and then yeah, my, yeah. I have other friends who are gonna come over and just do a quick Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. then we're probably just gonna get Popeyes because you know, fuck it, why not? Ooh, nice. Is Popeyes open on Thanksgiving? I don't know, but I, we'll probably. If I'm gonna be honest, we'll probably just cook. So yeah, I'm sure you'll. You love cooking. You know, there's a Popeyes that opened up in my neighborhood, and I still have not been. Hmm. You should go then. I know. I know know it's down the street. (sighs) Anyway. Dragon. Yep, let's get into it. Enough of this chit-chatting, okay? We got to get into this because as I've seen, we both have a lot to talk about. (laughs) Yeah, we do. We do have a good amount. (laughs) So, Dragon, what did you watch this week? For a little segment, we're calling Dragon on the Couch. Okay. So, uh, the first thing I'm going to talk about is a documentary. Um, Rockumentary. Yep. So, Andrew and I watched The Lost Leonardo which is a documentary that is only available for rent. Um, uh, I think Andrew rented it on Vudu, um, which is one of the like streaming services. But it's available mm-hmm. for rent on like I think Amazon and stuff too, um, for like three bucks. But this is basically about a painting that was found in I want to say twenty seventeen or something like that, twenty eighteen, recent, relatively recently. That um, there's some controversy about whether or not it's an actual Leonardo da Vinci or whether or not it is a um, like one of his disciples or somebody that painted it, like a, a fake. Mm-hmm. Or not a fake, but you know what I mean. Like a yes. not someone, painted by someone, him. Someone who was copying his style. Exactly, exactly. Um, so uh, I, I generally, you know, documentaries about art, you wouldn't think, I'm not like a big into art person. Like the the whole art scene is like, I love going to museums. I think it's fun to look at the art, but I don't really give a shit about like the business side of it. Um, and like art heist movies or not art heist, like documentaries and movies are not really my thing. But I do like these like kind of, art-centric documentaries sometimes when it's not like about a heist because then you get to like look into this world that is so weird 
I basically, so what happened was this painting was bought by these two dudes um, who are like minor uh, like art dealers, right? And it was bought for $1,100 at some mm-hmm. auction in New Orleans. They then bring it to a um, conservationist who goes, hey, I think this is a real Da Vinci. She restores it over like a couple years. Um, yeah. And then they send it to the, um, uh, por- or the, the what's the big London gallery? Not the portrait gallery. Whatever. Yeah, see me. I don't know. It, it, wait, one of the, one of the major um, London uh, art museums, like the one. Yeah. The one with all the stolen shit that that Britain had collected over the years from, like, you know, other places. So they bring it there, and they bring in all these experts, and the experts basically go, oh, yeah, this could totally be a Da Vinci. And then the museum (laughs) proceeded to just say then it was a Da Vinci. Like, they just kind of claimed. Right, okay. Without actually claiming that it was a Da Vinci. They just went went along with it. They literally did, yeah. They just went, ah, you, you know what? Seems like these people all kind of agreed that it was a Da Vinci without actually saying anything. So we're just going to assume it is. So basically, right. like, this this painting has never actually been authenticated. Like, no experts have actually authenticated it. It's just mm-hmm. basically a bunch of people going like, yeah, I guess it could be. And then museums were like, great, got it. And then, so the <laughs> the painting was then sold at auction. And it was sold for, like... I 80, 80, $83 million and then turned around and resold immediately in some sketchy way for like, I don't know, $135 million. And then it went to Sotheby's and, or Christie's, Christie's, one of the major auction houses. And it, yeah. it, it, it sold for the most that any painting has ever been sold by. It sold for $400 million, which is uh, mm-hmm. apparently the record was like $100 million before that. It, it like okay. an, an incredibly insane, insane amount of money. Also, did you know that the the commission that Christie's took for that was so the person who bought it paid four hundred million dollars plus fifty million to Christie's for uh their like share for their like, okay. isn't that insane? Christie's made fifty million dollars for do for like holding a two minute auction. Why? I, I think I'm I think I'm in the wrong business. Right. So basically, the and the the a Saudi prince is the one that ended up buying it. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, checks out, right? Half a billion dollars. Like, who has that? Nobody. (laughs) This is Saudi Saudi Arabia bought it, essentially. Um, So, and it's just really interesting, like, them talking about the the way this painting has kind of, like, was discovered, how, like, the way that it became, like, how it was marketed, essentially, by Christie's to be, like, it's the last Da Vinci, it's the last Leonardo, um, you know, the, these things never happen, like, there are only, like, I don't know, two dozen Da Vinci paintings that exist. So Yeah, like, he only did, like, 12 mm-hmm. paintings or something like that, right? Yes, and apparently there well, are, like... Doesn't. He did, like, 20 or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, apparently there are, like... Um, circles of worth right so like the the actual da vinci paintings that are like proven to be done by hand for him by him are worth like a you know an infinite amount of money essentially they're like priceless Mm. essentially although we put a price on them um so there's that and then there's the the next circle down which is um basically paintings done by da vinci's like disciples who worked directly under him under his supervision so like those are worth like a good amount of money and then there are like later on ones who are essentially like the third rung down like like pupils that were taught by da vinci students or whatever and like those are worth a little bit of money like around what they paid for this one like 1200 bucks you know 
Um, right. Okay. But anyway, it was just a really interesting look at like the the amount of money that went into this. It was a really interesting look because I never thought about how like conservationists repaint the painting essentially. Like they'll add paint oh, yeah. to it to like restore it. And it never occurred to me that that's what they would do. Like, of, of course, of course it is, right? Like, how else are you going to restore a painting that's like, has paint missing? I, but I don't know. I just never thought about it. it, and, it and <laughs> but it's not just that. It also, like, takes a lot of skill because you have to re-brush it, it, it in their style with the same style of brushing that they had and all that other shit. It's like, ins- and then you have to find paint from that, like, time. Yeah, yeah. It's wild. It, so it's, it, it, it takes years. Like, yeah. It took years for the lady who did this one. But one of the criticisms of this of this painting um, is... Uh, <laughs> is somebody somebody basically was like yeah well it was painted 85 percent by the conservationists so like <laughs> who knows yeah, so mostly her painting <laughs> yeah she did a great job <laughs> which I, I thought was very funny anyway it's interesting i i liked it um i like those kind of documentaries it's a look into a world that like i'll never have access to generally and i'm not interested in being in but like it was funny also, also, also here's a fun part uh now that it's sold for 450 million yeah no one in their right mind is going to be like you know what i'm gonna i'm gonna check this to see if this is real no no, no, no. one is gonna check that Mm-mm. it's over yeah uh i don't I, it reminds me of this documentary i saw called um um spoiled uh what's it spoiled? sour grapes <laughs> which is about the the high-end the world of high-end wine dealing oh uh, yeah and, uh-huh. and this one guy literally was able to fake all of it yeah he, he faked his way into it had an insane amount of money and then at the end like they were saying that there's probably millions of dollars of his fake wine out in the market that no one ever wants to admit is right fake. right because then you just lost all that money like why would yeah, you exactly. ever, why would you ever do that well the, the, i mean that's the thing right these things are subjective they're like the price of them is so subjective that it's mm-hmm. a great way to launder money one. Oh yeah wonderful yeah right which is like all this really is all high-end art is just money laundering and tax shelters like there's no like it just does not it's it it doesn't even make sense and it's so funny to me i was talking to andrew about it but like i the, you know art is like the most human thing right it's the thing that sets us apart it's one of the thing one of the one of the rare things that we do that no other animals do as far yeah, as we I've know i've never seen a i've never seen a fucking ape with a goddamn paintbrush so <laughs> exactly. don't don't even start don't, unless don't like start, unless don't, like we put it in their hands you know but they don't, don't like get, inherently make art and it's don't so get me started on it. <laughs> yeah it's so interesting to me that like it's it's so like this is the most human thing and it's so incredibly corrupted by greed and like uh a money in general it's it's just yeah, like but that is that's part of the human thing. Right? Exactly. It's again, it makes sense. Like it's the most human thing in the world to just be like, oh, this beautiful thing that is like that what sets us apart from the animals. Let's make sure we commodify it <laughs> and then use mm-hmm. it as a way to like hide hide billions of dollars <laughs> that could help other people. Uh, yeah. Anyway, and it was interesting. So I feel like I just All took right. a long time explaining that. So I'll, I'll kind of that's fine. That's fine. Yeah, yeah. That's very interesting. Don't rush. Uh, okay, okay. So the the next thing I want to talk about is uh, Andrew and I did a um, or Andrew and I Andrew put on a, a double feature for for us and some of our friends uh, uh, for, of um, Ed Wood and Plan Nine from Outer Space. So Ed Wood, of course, the 1994, I think, yeah, 1994 um, Tim Burton movie about about the director Ed Wood um, that is great. Uh, I hadn't seen this since high school. I don't think like I think I watched Ed Wood in high school with one of my friends and I I didn't remember much about it there's like one scene that I remember and re-watching it I was like man this movie is amazing like Tim Burton is such a good director it's stylized in such a great way he nails the like plan nine 
everything basically yeah um it it is apparently like really true to life in terms of like how the actual people portrayed were which is hilarious because it's still so tim burton-y mm-hmm. and the movie is completely in black and white and it just like works so well um i i loved it i thought it was really fun have you seen this Berto? uh i've i saw it such a long time ago but i i remember pieces of it but it's one thing that i like if it's ever on i will rewatch it yeah it's it's my favorite um of uh what's his name the director fucking tim burton it's it's my favorite tim burton film oh yeah yeah you should go back it's great it's really fun it's a it's a really good it's a really good watch so yeah we watched that and then right after we watched plan nine from outer space which is one of the movies that in ed wood uh the director ed wood is making um probably what ed Ed wood is most famous for yeah yeah i think i think well glenn and glenn glenn or glenda is yeah plan nine from outer space is like that's that's the one that, that that that's his jaws yeah yeah, it is. Um, so, <laughs> Air quotes. Quote, unquote. Uh, so, and if you don't know, like, Ed Wood is a, um, a uh, film director from the 50s. Plan 9 came out in 1957. That basically made really, really, really low budget, really kind of shitty, weird movies um, that are not critically acclaimed at all. Like, they, people still, like, watch them as, like, a weird time capsule. Um, and one of the other reasons that, that a lot of people watch them is basically Ed Wood f- refound Bella Lugosi, sort of. Like, at the, at the time that Ed Wood was working with him, Bella Lugosi was a drug addict. He was old. Like, he was kind of, like, the Hollywood had, like, stopped working with him. He hadn't made a movie in years. And he needed the money. And Ed Wood was like, I'll pay you, like, basically nothing, but enough to, like, support your heroin habit. And, yeah. um, and you know, you'll you'll be in movies again. And so and he, somehow Bella, Ed Wood got Bella Lugosi. <laughs> Bella Lugosi, by the way, the famous, like, he's famous for being, like, one of the first yeah. horror kings, I guess you could say. Yeah, he he's played the, Dracula, he's like, the Wolfman, exactly, Frankenstein, exactly. all that stuff. I don't think he played Frankenstein, actually. I think that was, um, uh, uh, what the fuck is his name? Not Bella Lugosi. Uh, something Kaufman. No, that's right. Right. well. He, anyway, he, yeah, he was. Yeah, yeah. Bella Gosi was like one of the first like monster movie um, recognizable um, faces talents. and names and all yeah, that stuff. Yeah. He, he he's the guy who just went with it. Exactly, exactly. Also in Plan Nine from Outer Space was Vampira, who Elvira ripped off completely in <laughs> mm-hmm. the 1950s. Like, you know, she would be the one that would like introduce on TV like all of these movies. Um, much like Elvira does <laughs> now. Yeah. Uh, and that was that um, was really fun. And she was really fun in Edward. She was portrayed by the same woman, by the same actress who um, portrayed the um, the alien in Mars Attacks when the aliens dress like a lady in the lady suit and like does yeah. that weird like walk. That, that's how she that's the actress that plays Vampira in the in Edward. And it's great. She she really and, nails it. And she uh, not she I'm Sorry. Uh, so Plan 9 from Outer Space is probably mm-hmm. most famous because it's it's like, I'm going to say it's one of the first movies. It's one of the earliest movies that people would watch as like, so bad it's good. Yeah. And that that's its claim to fame. Yeah. Well, you know what's, what else is interesting about it? It's a zombie movie. It's an alien zombie movie, which is like kind <laughs> so of fun. Stupid. So stupid. <laughs> but it's like before, so before Night of the Living Dead, like a, like you know, a, a decade before Night of the Living Dead, almost. Like it's good. It's very <laughs> interesting. Okay. <laughs> it is. It, it was fifty. No, no, nineteen fifty-seven, and Night of the Living Dead is what like nineteen sixty-four or something like that. Yeah. No, it's very interesting. Yeah. Anyway, so those are those are uh, that was a great double feature. Highly recommend. Uh, it mm-hmm. ends. It makes for a slightly long night, but at Plan Nine is you know a 
Only an hour it's and like 15 massive, minutes. It's a masterpiece of fucking comedy. It's, I, a, it's an error. Of, it's a fucking masterpiece when it comes to error of comedy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I would comedy highly recommend. Sorry. I would highly recommend that double feature specifically because <laughs> like you can okay. they like Tim Burton does shot for shot of like stuff that they do in Plan Nine, which is very fun. <laughs> um, highly recommend. So there's that. Um, oh, and both of those are for um, Edward. You can rent on like Amazon. Um, Plan 9 from Outer Space, you can watch on Tubi, nice. if you'd like. And, like, I think a few other of the free streaming services. I mean, it's 1957, so, you know, <laughs> it's available. <laughs> it's available on, it's, it's on the internet. You'll find it. You'll find it. You'll find it, it yeah. Just yeah. Google it. You'll find it. Um, okay, so I'm just going to talk about one more thing. Um, so, uh, as part of, um, Andrew going through the entire catalog of Blank Check, um, the podcast. Yes. Uh, he watched Don John. Which is the um, 2013 Joseph Gordon-Levitt uh, directed, written, and and starred in jo- by Joseph Gordon-Levitt. It was his. It's his directorial yeah. debut. It was supposed to be like launching him into like the pantheon of like this guy can do it all. Mm-hmm. Um, so Andrew watched it. It is. Have you seen this movie? Oh, I saw this in the theater. Oh, of course you fucking did. Okay, <laughs> this movie is baffling so okay so basically uh don john uh so joseph gordon levitt plays this dude named named john who is like a jersey fucking like guido meathead basically like Mm -hmm. just like a a, a, like jersey shore style dude yeah uh i i remember this movie very well now that i think about it go ahead (laughs) and basically in the movie he he has a porn addiction and he ends up dating Scarlett Johansson, who catches him watching porn and freaks out like he cheated on her. And yeah, like you are missing the bigger part of the story. Okay, go ahead. What's the bigger part? Which is that that he he's the guy he's the guy who can literally take home any woman at the bar. Oh yes, and yes, does yes. so. And the thing is that he he actually he actually doesn't like doesn't like despite the fact that he can take home any girl at the bar he doesn't like doing it because he'd rather watch porn yes so the whole thing is that he his porn addiction is is so severe right that he's unfulfilled by having sex with real women like he prefers porn to having sex Mm -hmm. with real women um which is like sure (laughs) whatever but the 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 weird thing about this movie is I, i i truly don't know what the message is is the message that porn is bad or good? I actually couldn't tell. Like, I couldn't... I, I, think, I Go. I, I don't think it was making a statement about the porn, but it was, instead it was making a statement about him, who's... His problem is not the porn. The problem is that he doesn't know how to, how to experience the real world. Right. And that, to me, that's what Julianne Moore's character towards the end <laughs> brings him, which is... Right, I right. am, like, you, you... Like, the problem was not that you were having sex with fucking random broads or you're 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 only thinking about porn the problem is that even while you're experiencing life your mind is somewhere else right so and and i'm sorry go ahead ahead. no i mean you're right like well the the thing about it is it's so weird because like since he's like everybody in this movie has like the thickest jersey accent first off i fucking love that (laughs) tony danza yeah yeah. dad yeah it's is possibly my favorite character in the movie yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's so funny i don't when, i i <laughs> when he first brings uh scarlett johansson home to to meet his parents and his dad is just like oh what? like his dad is 
like like floored yeah unable to talk and then just keeps looking at his son like great fucking job (laughs) (laughs) so it's so creepy so and it's so i mean my my favorite accent of all of them is scarlett johansson's accent because she yeah she does such a good job so thick look her it's it's so thick but so good and i've met people who talk like her yeah 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 i her character sucks too like she's the worst <laughs> i mean she's she's supposed to be a bad person she's supposed yeah, yeah, to be yeah. a very no i get that yeah yeah, yeah. And, and i think Jarlett, scarlett johansson like really nails it like really yeah. really nails it but basically she's like yeah. this she's the kind of girlfriend who like she has a lot of ideas about like what's okay and not okay for a man and like you if you don't and she's just the kind of woman who's so beautiful that you know that like no one's ever said no to her so she just like expects somebody to change everything about themselves and will not see it from any other point of view no matter what they say like there's a scene at the end after they like spoilers break up but i'm if you i don't know i don't know what to tell you don't watch don john it's not good it's a rom-com it's a rom-com yeah it's a rom-com i I would argue the opposite but okay yeah i know you would it's the movie's baffling to me i like do not get it i fundamentally don't understand okay but you know i love my rom i know you do i know you do anyway and like so basically it's this part where uh jessica gordon levitt is like kind of trying to like like he he asks her to have coffee after they break up so he can talk to her about like I don't know, the breakup and just apologize for lying to her about the porn and she just absolutely learns nothing from it right like yeah she exactly, very yeah. like very very clearly like is just like okay well uh yeah you lied to me but also you watch porn so you're disgusting um so like she learns nothing like right she's like the same no, person he, so so that yeah that scene was supposed to show that like he he is he is essentially growing up he is yes. learning that like oh i have to have human experiences so for him it was like oh, our relationship didn't work because of this, this, and this, and let's, like, now we can have a conversation about it right. now that it's done. And she took it as, like, well, oh, we're having coffee, so I can just shit on you the whole time. Yeah, like, not only was so she... I can tell you how terrible you are. Right, she just, like, completely missed the point of, <laughs> like, yeah. getting coffee with, like, but completely that, missed the point. That's the whole point, is that she is, that's who she is. She yeah. is the person, but that, that it, I think you, you said it perfectly, which is that she is, she's the type of person who's so attractive, no one can ever say no to her. Yeah. Which is why, uh, first off, Scarlett Johansson is, this could be her, where she, this movie could be where she is the most attractive. <laughs> there is, she is literally in, unattainably. In, un, in a un, very, un, in a very Jersey way. Yes. It is unattainably <laughs> attractive in a fucking Jersey Shore type of way. Yes. Like when you picture what the Jersey Shore thinks is the hottest person in the world, that 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 is who she looks like and plays perfectly and joseph gordon levitt is this is basically just jersey shore in, in a rom-com yeah. there's a scene where joseph gordon levitt is working out lifting weights while saying the lord's prayer yeah that's how jersey shore this is yeah there's like a whole there's like a whole running thing where just joseph gordon levitt is a he goes he goes to confession every week and like goes to church every week and never misses it and like is mm-hmm. is like very is mostly um uh honest when he goes to confession too, which is weird. Yes. Um, so anyway, the it, the movie's weird. It, I'm again unsure what the message is <laughs> in terms of a few things. I think that Brie Larson being in it is wild. <laughs> like, yeah, she. Dude, that's right. She's in it. Brie Larson plays his oh sister. God. She has one line in the entire movie. She speaks mm-hmm. one time. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, and it's basically to tell him that ScarJo sucks. <laughs> yeah. Like to defend him, uh. to defend him when ScarJo, when they like, he finally tells his parents that they broke up and she goes, yeah, of course they broke up. She sucked. <laughs> You're just like, where have you been? What are you doing? Yeah, <laughs> who like, did you owe who, money to? Who are you? <laughs> <laughs> Why are you in this movie? Anyway, apparently like, uh, so I listened to the blank check episode about this as well. And they were just talking about how this was supposed to set up Joseph Gordon-Levitt to be like this amazing, like, uh, a filmmaker and to like break out of him just being you know uh, a, an actor and he can do more than that and also I don't know if you remember this but he had this thing during this time in like the early tw- 2010s where he was like he started like a website and it was supposed to be like it was like YouTube-esque it was supposed to be like for filmmakers and you could like submit shorts to it and stuff and he had like talking head like video things like vlogs essentially it was really weird like he was really trying to do a thing i think he thought his brand quote unquote was like much bigger than it was Uh, anyway it it was it was really interesting it was interesting to watch it because i was just watching the movie and being like it's this movie's baffling like i don't (laughs) julianne moore also doesn't fit in like she does not have an accent she's just like she is the normal person like in Mm -hmm. the movie and it's just so it's so weird (laughs) It, it, she is a little weird in the movie. No, but but the thing about it is, I actually think I think she does a great job. Like, I don't think this is poorly acted. You know what I mean? I think no, it's weird. No. It's just a weird movie with a I, lot I of porn in it. <laughs> I get what you're saying. I understand what you're saying, but you also are not a fan of rom coms the way I am. No, and this is essentially what this is is kind of like a decon. He, what he's trying to do, and I I don't think he achieves it. Is he's trying to deconstruct the rom com, but th- doesn't do it well. But like. It's still, I, I still found it enjoyable. Yeah, I can okay. see that. I can, I can, also, I can 100% also, I see can, you being like, this movie's ridiculous. I love it. <laughs> yeah. I, also, I, I, I saw this when it came out. I haven't seen it since, so I might rewatch it. I might come on to this next week and be like, oh, I, I rewatched Don, Don Juan. Don John. It was not Don John. It was not good. Never mind. <laughs> yeah, just not. So it, I, I could just change my mind, but I remember having fond memories of it. Yeah, that checks out. That checks out. I'm not. I'm not surprised by that for you, <laughs> honestly. Um, okay. Okay. Anyway, that that's it. That was my last thing I wanted to talk about. It's just so weird. It's on Netflix if you want to watch it. <laughs> and I suggest I recommend everyone watch it. Yeah. Stop I, what you're doing right this moment. It's it's the thing about it too is it's so weird because it is not a it's not a sexy movie. It's no. got it's got a lot of porn in it. Like, mm-hmm. clips of pornography. But, like, it's a weirdly, like, unsexy movie. I don't know. It, anyway, let's move on. Birdo, what have you been watching this week for a little segment? <laughs> we like to call Birdo on the bed. Well, let's get out of this Don John thing. <laughs> no, we should keep talking about Don John. Okay. All right. So, I, as you can see, I, well, as I listed in, our, in my notes, I've watched a lot of movies. But I'm going to have to try to keep it short. Yeah, I really uh, went on a tangent one, with mine, too. So, sorry about it's, that. It's fine. The first one I'm going to talk about is the new movie com- that came out in the theater is called King Richard. All right. Mm-hmm. Now this is the movie about where Will Smith plays the, um, the, 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 what's it called? The Williams sisters, the, the tennis players. Oh yes. He yes, plays yes. their dad. I have seen um, the I've seen the fucking uh, trailer for this so many times. It's been okay. playing in theaters for like months. The trailer. Uh, I, so the trailer, I think, I think we can both agree. When mm-hmm. I saw the trailer, I was like, well, I'm not going to watch this movie. A hundred percent. Yeah. I was like, no, thank you. <laughs> yeah. Cause I was like, this is just, it just looks like a dumb biopic about, yeah. about the Venus sisters. They're early on when they're coming up and then like, and it's like, oh, I, I kind of like, I, I'm kind of not in the mood for a story about, uh, oh, what it's like for black women to be playing a white, a white people sport. Right. Right. And 
Um, and so me and my chick were just sitting down. We were going through stuff, and I was like, you know what? Fuck it. Let's. And we were like, you know what? Fuck it. Let's just watch it. So we just put it on and started watching it. And I was like, you know, if, if it's not interesting in 20 minutes, we'll just turn it off. It's not yeah, a big deal. Fair. Uh, uh, this movie is two hours, two and a half hours. Uh-huh. Uh, it breathes through. What? It, it breathes through. Yeah. Not just that. I actually enjoyed it. I am as shocked. Cheesy as it, I was shocked as well. <laughs> as cheesy as it looks, as cheesy as it sounds, um, I literally was like, I can't believe I enjoyed this so much. And it huh. breathes through. And it kept, and the, the, the story kept progressing. It, it didn't harp on anything. And kind of like I was saying, like, oh, I'm not in the mood to watch this about being like, uh, oh, they're, they're black people in a white people sport. Yeah. It touches on it every now and then to, like, kind of, like, slap you in the face to be like, hey, remember, they're yeah. black. Which is funny because they, that very it, much, the whole trailer is that. Yeah, it does not slam you over the head with it, which I like. But there are scenes, like, there, there's, there's most of it, I would say it's a movie where about this guy who's trying to prove to people that his daughters are fucking prodigies mm-hmm. and they should be you ha- you should give them their time mm-hmm. and then every now and then it'll just slap you in the face and just be like oh and we're fucking black yeah so Interesting. It, it was it was done it was whoever directed it i will say did a very good job of just like like sprinkling it in which makes it which in my opinion makes it more effective yeah um rather than fucking just trying to smash you over the head with stuff it just and I, I, I it's like when when that happens in movies, I literally roll my eyes and then like, Ugh. yeah. But they did it in such a very good way, um, and it did like it told the story. It had very interesting characters. Uh, the only thing I said was at the very end when they started showing the real clips. Mm-hmm. Um, I was like, man, I know Will Smith played this character, but the 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 actual guy looks just like Idris Elba. <laughs> <laughs> and then my chick was like, oh my god, now I can't unsee it. <laughs> That is very funny. What a um, like that. Wh- I I guess like th- I I assume that Will Smith also like produced this. Like there's yes, a reason he, that he's starring in it. He did. He's looking to get an Oscar. I don't know if he'll get an Oscar for this, but if he does get the Oscar for it, I I won't be angry at it. Like I really am. Yeah. When someone gets a, you know they're they're fucking begging for an Oscar, but I I like I I really I honestly like this movie. Yeah. Now how accurate is it? Uh, you know, it's a, a fool is, is a person who watches dramatic <laughs> movies and then goes, that must be how real life happens. Right, so. exactly. Um, so, but you know what? It was a very good movie. I really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed the, the story, the message, all that stuff. There was a lot of like tennis scenes, which I didn't expect. And yet they were able to keep it dramatic and exciting for someone who doesn't fucking watch tennis. Mm. And, and they were very much like trying to tell you like, this is like, when when it was so clear like hey you should do this he was just like no 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 no. i have something special and i got them this far you fucking listen to me that's what most of the movie is about is people trying to tell will smith like you have this is how everyone does it and him just being like no 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 i have my own plan yeah like i'm not gonna let you ruin my daughters with your shit (laughs) right but i yeah honestly well enjoyed i really enjoyed the movie so very surprising yeah i'm shocked Shocked. Yeah, uh, shocked. That's that's shocked. great. At first, I thought you were talking about. Hi, there's a there's a movie that is out in theaters. I actually think it may be gone from theaters already. The Last Duel. Yeah, that's a, that's what I thought you meant when you said King Richard for a second. And I was like, why did you see that? <laughs> yeah. Well, in 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 honestly, if uh, there is something for some reason, I do love like whenever people wear armor and swing <laughs> around swords. Mm-hmm. Like if you have a movie with that, I'm like all in. So uh, the Last Duel, I will watch that when it's streaming. I don't know why I didn't watch it in theaters, but uh, I will watch that. Did, did we probably... talk about the Green Knight? 
Uh, yes, we did. But I, I don't know if we talked about it on the podcast. Yeah. I, I missed it. I don't know why. Oh, okay, I, okay. I, you know. Yeah, that's I'll fine. get to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They marketed don't it wrong. Worry. It is not the movie that people thought it was. Yeah, it's not a Lord of the Rings. <laughs> no, it's not. It's not a Lord of the All Rings. Right. Um, move on. All right. So next, next yeah. move on. So yeah, King Richard. It's on HBO. It's in the theaters. Uh, I surprisingly really liked it, but you know, cool. I enjoyed it. Uh, okay, next, I'll talk about a little movie called uh, that you told me I should watch a while ago. Oh. Willie's Willie's Wonderland. <laughs> okay. I saw it because it was on Hulu, and I was like, wait a minute, this is that movie the dragon said I should watch. Yep. <laughs> This is such a stupid movie. Yep. In the best way possible. Yeah, it's very... Go ahead. Literally, the dumbest fucking premise I could ever come up with. (laughs) It's like, this man is in a town, and he's he's asked to clean like a... I don't know what you would even call it, like a play center for children. It's It's a Chuck E. Cheese. Yeah, it's like a Chuck E. Cheese... But the, 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 the robots there mm-hmm. are um, possessed by serial killers. <laughs> yep. And Nick Cage then just starts beating, literally beating them up. <laughs> yeah. Until they all die. Yeah. And I, I can't express how much fun I had watching this movie. It's honestly great. <laughs> it's it's such so a, great. Nick Cage, Nick, uh, Nick Cage also had another movie this year called Pig. And let uh, me that, tell you, I, I, I need to watch that one. Yeah. They're both amazing, and they're completely different movies. <laughs> yeah. Willie's Wonderland. He doesn't have one line of dialogue. He literally walks in, just shakes people's hands, nods. Yeah. My, my favorite thing is that someone told him, like, "Hey, make sure you take a lot of breaks because it's gonna be you're gonna be work, you're gonna be cleaning here all night." And he he literally constantly takes breaks and then plays like a, a pinball. He like times, the, but they're like they're very very timed. He takes a break yeah, like he, every hour and he drinks an energy drink, very yeah. specifically. And then my favorite part is that like he's in the middle of a fight, and then his 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 watch goes off and he's like, oh, I have to I have to go take my break. And then he goes off, takes his break, and then when his break is over, he comes back and like beats everyone up. It's, yep fucking great this uh, movie was fucking great it was so much fun wonderful oh and it's on hulu so i highly suggest people who enjoy fun silly movies like that did you did you know. see mandy uh no but again it's 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 just it's on shutter and yeah, I'm, like, yeah, I'm waiting yeah. for it to go on a real streaming site wait i thought, you, I thought reason, you got shutter the shutter the shutter app just doesn't work on our on our uh tv like every uh. watch a movie we, we can watch one movie and then i have to uninstall the app and reinstall it and then we can watch another movie and then uninstall it and i'm just like fuck this i'm just not i'm not gonna pay for it oh that's really weird that yeah that, that, that but, was fucking up like that yeah so so sweet huh. but uh yeah all right next um okay uh, i okay, also so. I, honestly i would do mandy for this podcast if it once it comes on streaming anywhere okay gotcha all right next so I'm gonna watch. I watched a little movie on HBO called Emma. All right, mm-hmm. uh, Dragon. Yeah, I know you laughed. What is Emma? I, 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 I. It's like a. Uh, no, I'm not. It, I'm not. I'm not asking. You. It's a. It's based on a book. Yeah, it's I was gonna say. A, I I read the book. Uh, Jane Austen is it? Yes, it's a, yeah. it's a Jane Austen book, and um, I saw this movie because I. It, it's like I. I don't know something about the the bright colors. I was like, all right, fuck <laughs> it, I'll just watch it. Okay. Something about the bright colors. I don't know why, but like... I really liked uh, the book. <laughs> whoever directed this movie really understood what the fuck they were doing. 
Interesting. Because number one, the bright colors are perfect for this because it, it's all heightened. It's all heightened for the for the movie, mm-hmm. and it's it suddenly feels heightened. Uh, it's also starring uh, your girl Anya Taylor Joy, or yep. as you call her, the chess chick. <laughs> the chess chick, yes. Yeah. Of all things <laughs> that I could have nailed her from is the chess, the chess one. <laughs> she, she's actually going to be playing uh, Furiosa, young Furiosa in the <gasps> next uh, Mad Max movie. Ooh, interesting. Yeah, I know. I'm so scared. Yeah, that seems I'm like so a, scared. Honestly, it's probably bad. <laughs> to, I'm so scared, but but I'm she like, does. But look at her. Look at how she was in the in the Vivitch. Yeah, because she does look, amazing I, no, no, in that no, movie. No, not, oh, I'm not scared for her. I'm scared for the movie in general. Oh yeah, because uh, George Miller is a man who thrives in chaos, and I'm like, man, now now everyone's got their eyes on you. Okay, yeah, but know. has he made oh. a bad movie though? Oh Jesus Christ! No. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. I didn't see Happy Feet too, so I didn't either. But I'm assuming it's weird, and it's a penguin movie. How it's probably yeah. not bad. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, so this movie, uh, so it it basically keeps the dialogue, the same dialogue, so they all talk funny. Mm-hmm. And um, in and, and for those of you who don't know what this story is about, it's fucking clu- it's just clueless. Yeah, like clueless is basically an updated version of Emma. A hundred percent accurate. Yes, that's exactly um, correct. Yeah. So, so as so, it, it's it's interesting. It, I would say it's interesting. It's it's an okay film, but what really sets it apart, what really made me enjoy it, was the fact that like visually, it was more funny than anything else. That's so, so interesting. So, like the story is not funny. Yeah. But wh- how the characters are acting, how they wa- how they walk around, like even even the little things, like they're, they're, this is like upper upper rich people society. Yeah. And like the fact that everywhere they walk, there's like twelve servants who come behind them and like <laughs> move things around. It made me like chuckle to be like, who the fuck are these servants? <laughs> yeah, it's so weird. <laughs> like it's 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 just a weird movie like that, and I I, I actually enjoyed watching it. Uh. I don't know if you, I don't think you would enjoy it, but yeah. I, I did enjoy watching it. I, I will say this about it. Like, I, I'm not interested in watching it, really. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I actually really liked the book. Like, I remember, like, I read the book in my early 20s, um, like, shortly after moving to New York, I think, which is weird. Uh, but um, I, I really liked it. Like, I, I really yeah. enjoyed it. You, know what? Maybe you, might, you might enjoy it then because it's pretty much the same story and even the same dialogue and everything in the book. And then, like, something about how the director made it just adds this little, like, quirk to it that makes it funny. Yeah. Well, so, you know, it's funny because I'm looking at the rest of Jane Austen's books and I never read Sense and Sensibility. I never read Pride and Prejudice. Oh, maybe I did read Pride and Prejudice, actually. Anyway, I, I haven't read most of these, so I wonder why I read Emma, of all things. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Yeah. Anyway, I won't watch it <laughs> unless Andrew wants to. <laughs> yeah, I, I assume that. But you know, if if it winds up being, if you do wind up like Andrew decides to watch it, I'm gonna be like, hey, you know what? Don't worry, it's gonna be fine. Yeah, you, you, not I that think bad. you might actually enjoy it. Yeah, fair enough. All right. Um. All right. Let's keep. Let's keep going. Let's keep okay. going. Let's go, fucking, go, go. Let's let it roll. Next, uh, I'll talk about a movie that was on Netflix. It's and it's a teenage coming of age movie starring a chick. It, um, starring it's called a edge of, well it's starting it's about a chick okay, so okay. it's called uh edge of 17 okay now i fucking love this movie <laughs> god damn it it's like this is not marketed towards me it's marketed towards like a teenage girl and yet i saw it and i was like fuck i i saw this movie i liked it and i saw it i saw it on a plane and then i told my chick like oh yeah this was a good movie when we were like passing by on netflix and she's yeah. like okay let's watch it and i was like shit what if what if what if i remembered it wrong I definitely, I, 
I'm pretty sure I saw this movie. And I'm pretty sure I liked it a lot. But I don't um, remember if I actually have. So uh, it, It's I, so I don't wanna, weird. I don't want to give any spoilers. No, to, don't. Don't. It's fine. My, my favorite thing about this is that you reach a point in the story. Because the entire time the story focuses on this character who's this like... It's she's, she's playing a teenager, so mm-hmm. everything is like the worst thing. Oh my god, the world is coming to an end. <laughs> oh my goodness, oh, why has the world cursed me this much? And yeah. most of the time, you just want to be like, like you do the teenagers. It's like you you, you did it to yourself. What are you yeah. talking about? Teen- man, <laughs> you couldn't pay me anything to be a teenager again. What a nightmare. Yeah. <laughs> but um, and then you reach a point in the movie where suddenly, like in my opinion, you realize that she is not the main character of the story. Hmm. In my opinion, the way what the the story that someone made was, hey, you know how there's always like a background character, mm-hmm. uh, like the the main character has like a sibling or something or or a best friend. Like, let's make a movie about that weird character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so when the main character finally saves the day at the end, it, it's it's the the real thing is mm-hmm. that she realizes like, oh, the world doesn't revolve around me. <laughs> Which, honestly, I'm like, man, I wish more teenager movies would have this. I did. I definitely saw this, and I remember really yeah. liking it. Um, yeah. Okay. <laughs> anyway, yeah, and, I'm glad uh, you liked it. I, I think I, I, I like a good coming-of-age uh, teenage girl movie, to be honest. I do, too. Yeah. As long as it's good. Yeah. But, you know, a lot of times they're just not. Yeah. Uh, and the, the main actress, uh, Haley Seinfeld, she's been in a shit ton of fucking movies, and she's fucking great. Yeah. She is, she is a really good actress. But, uh, all right. Let's move on, right? Okay. All right. Do I have time for one? I'll, I'll, I'll throw in one more as just a piece of shit. Don't ever watch this. <laughs> sure, go ahead. All right. Highlander 2. Okay. I watched this movie. <laughs> okay. Highlander 2, The Quickening. Now, I will say this movie has a 0% on Rotten Tomato. I've never <gasps> seen anything with 0%. That's wild. This deserves every bit of that 0%. <laughs> <laughs> for for such a famous like movie for Highlander where even it, like I think you would even admit like it's not it's probably not the best movie but it's definitely like fun it's 80s fun yeah I, for, I don't if, remember Highlander at all I know I've no, seen but, it but I don't remember yeah. it yeah for it to have a sequel that falls off the bed so quickly <laughs> it shits the bed so fast and like from the moment it starts you Amazing. immediately I immediately I was like oh no we are in trouble we are just like <laughs> Oh, Highlander is now old. They're changing the whole story. How like, oh, these are the actual immortals. Like this. <laughs> let me, let's go into the backstory of how the immortals got here. And it's like aliens and sure. they're banished to Earth. That's why they're immortal. And I'm like, whoa, boy, this is bad. And then like the big story is like there's a fucking force field around the Earth to protect us because the ozone layer disappeared. And I was just like, this is this is the height of just bad early yeah. 90s cinema. Yeah, that checks out. That checks out. Uh, the 90s were a weird time. They were a really, was, really weird time for movies. It was bad. It was really bad. And yeah. uh, I don't suggest anyone ever watch it. And <laughs> I, I personally, I feel like I'm a worse person today because I, I had to watch it. <laughs> Great. Uh, all right. Where is it streaming? Uh, it's currently streaming on Amazon Prime. <laughs> all right. That checks out for, for what yeah. the kind of movie that it is. I know, but it's Highlander. You would expect more from it. Yeah, you'd think so. All right. All right. Let's let's get to it, Dragon. Okay. Let's do this. All right. So uh, all right. go ahead. Ask me. Oh, to... sorry. Let's get to a little. Let's let's finish it up. If we're going to get to our last segment. All right. <laughs> yep. Called for Dragon at the Movies. Dragon. Yes. This was your choice. 
What movie did you force me to watch? <laughs> okay, so I chose uh, 2011's Melancholia. So this is directed by Lars von Trier, and I believe written by Lars von Trier as well. Starring Kirsten Dunst, Kiefer Sutherland, Charlotte Gainsbourg, Charlotte Rampling, John Hurt, Alexander Skarsgård, um, and a kid. <laughs> His name I don't know. <laughs> Let's be uh, honest, it doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, so Melancholia is about a uh it's basically about a, a a woman's depression but it's really uh it is about a woman who is um it's her wedding day her sister's thrown her this big lavish wedding and she's being a depressed asshole about it um and also uh there's an <laughs> there's a giant uh planet that's gonna hurtle by earth and it's supposed to miss miss earth by like not very much um and spoiler alert it ends up hitting earth <laughs> that's what <laughs> That's what melancholia is about, but it's really it's a it's a movie about depression. Again, it is a study on depression. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> Berto, <laughs> what do you what did you think about this movie? So, uh, um, I will say this: I yeah. don't think this was a bad movie. Yeah, but I definitely would have cut out like thirty minutes, especially from the first half. Oh my god! So, Berto, at I, least thirty minutes. I okay. So I had I watched this movie in like two thousand eleven, two thousand. I watched this movie very early. Yeah. Um, and I didn't remember it that like I remember I remember loving it. I really really liked it the first time I watched it. Yeah. On the rewatch, I was like, oh, I fucked up. <laughs> I, I wouldn't say you fucked up. I wouldn't say you fucked up. No, I, I don't think you fucked up. Okay, so the, the here's why here's when I said, oh no, I fucked up. The opening of this movie is eight full minutes of intense slow mo. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That is that that, okay, I, that, that was. Yeah, my, my chick at one point was like, "Is the entire fucking movie like this?" Yeah, of course the dragon would force me would would make you watch a fucking movie that I, does this. You know, and I, I was like, "No, no, no, no! I don't think it's going to be like this. It, I, I, I really don't think it is." It, it and the only so I I actually had a little mild panic attack when it was like five minutes into that eight minute slow mo sequence <laughs> where I yeah. went, "Shit, did I fuck up?" And this is the whole movie. <laughs> then I was like, "No, no, no!" Because I remember scenes. It can't be the whole movie. I think we're okay. <laughs> <laughs> and then it ended three whole minutes later. It is oh, the longest. Yeah. I, honestly, I, if I could go back, because I, I, the second this popped up for me, I was like, we should definitely do a Lars von Trier movie. Mm-hmm. If I could go back, I would honestly choose Antichrist. Like, I think that's like a more interesting movie. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't deny that. But yeah, yeah. But you know, it's it was fine. I, th- I, I didn't. That's the thing. Like once the story started going, get it going. Yeah. Um, and by that I mean the second half started. That's when I started to enjoy it more. Yeah, that's the first out. half. The first half, because this story is broken up in two parts. The first part mm-hmm. literally is just um, uh, what's it called? Kirsten Dunst's wedding scene. Yeah. Which, by the way, they spend a good five minutes of her just in the limo. Yeah. So, which made no fucking sense. So basically, I, so uh, okay, uh, let me do a little bit of background on this. So okay. Melancholia is um, one of three movies in Lars von Trier's uh, what he calls the Depression Trilogy. So apparently he 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 made this movie after going through like a very severe debout, bout of depression. Like Melancholia is like basically based on his his like one of his like very severe bouts with depression at this time. So then uh, those three in the Depression Trilogy are, of course, Antichrist, Melancholia, and Nymphomaniac, which Nymphomaniac, uh, it, that's split into two different movies. There's Nymphomaniac Part 1 and Part 2, and they are separate movies. So let's, Trilogy is a, a you know, bit of a You're saying it's a quadrilogy here. Yes, that's exactly what I'm saying. But anyway, so uh, I, I actually think that, 
I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but I thought this was a very good look at like how depression kind of manifests in a person, right? Like she's like holding it together and stuff, but she's like a very, very, very depressed human being. Yeah, it's very. It, I like I like the fact that it um she is yeah she can hold it together, mm-hmm. but then she'll just reach a point where it's just like my it's too hard my my ability to hold it together. It, it's like a battery, and yeah. she just gets to a point where it's like. Well, I'm out of batteries. I I have to go away now. Yeah, exactly. And then it's like I can come back, but I'm still because it. And I, I thought that that was an interesting look at at depression. Yeah. That first half, because it was just like, oh, um, she's so happy. She's so happy. She's so happy. And then something happens that triggers her to be like, oh fuck, I'm done. Yeah. And then just like, and then it just snowballs after that, and yeah. she just makes bad decision after bad decision after bad decision. And like she is able to like oh I'm gonna uh, I'm done with the night I'm gonna go, and then she then comes back to cut the cake and then she mm-hmm. comes goes away to do something else and then she comes back and then of course it is the entire family trying to be like oh fuck she's doing this again yeah all right I'll go get her well it's I I really liked um, Charlotte Gainsbourg is her, is her sister um, Claire so Kirsten yeah. Dunst uh, is named Justine and Claire is her sister. Um, Char- Charlotte Gainsbourg, too, is the, she's the actress that also has, she played in Nymphomaniac, she was the lead, and she was in, um, uh, she's also the, the female lead in Antichrist. She's great. I really, really like her. Yeah, she's very good. Yeah. Um, I, I thought this was also, like, a really good look at, um, like, the family of a, of a severely depressed person, or, yeah, like, I was gonna their say, friends, like, like, where you're just, like, f- again? Like, I know yeah. that you, like, can't stop yourself because you, like, are mentally ill. However, you're acting like a fucking asshole. Yeah, and it's also, like, can can you just do it for today? Can you do it for today? Can mm-hmm. we do that today? And, and she it's can't. Like, she absolutely no, can't. She, can. she literally cannot. Yeah, yeah. And it, it's just one of those things, too, where it's, like, man... It, <laughs> It is so frustrating to be around somebody like that, where you're just like, bro, like I'm trying to fucking help you, and you're just I feel like you're, you're just attacking me right now. <laughs> That's just that I said, bro, <laughs> and you're like just not doing the things that you need to do, right? Like, yeah. you can't even you can't even do the the correct thing once. And I actually, I yeah. really liked, and I see why you like the second half of this, where Justine kind of like fades into the background as a character. Like she's there, of course. Yeah. But, like, and the way she's dealing with the end of the world is, like, perfect, I think. Yeah, because that's exactly how the press person would deal with the end of the world, which yeah. is just, like, oh, it's finally here. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay, cool. Nice. Cool. And then, like, it's funny how as, as, so it's it's an interesting look that as um the sister, what's his sister's name? Uh, Claire. Claire. As Claire is getting worse and worse because her anxiety is getting more and more strong as yeah. as she's like i think the world is going to end yeah you can see kirsten dunst just her almost being like oh this is my element mm-hmm. i'm i'm happy that 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 there's finally an end i'm yeah. happy that this is how it's gonna end yeah and do you, have you ever listened to the band the vandals no <laughs> i the vandals was one of my bands when i was in high school you know like pop punk kind of band um they they have a song where one of the lyrics is um uh if we all go together we don't have to say goodbye about like a big like like event where everybody <laughs> dies at the same time and yeah. that's all i could think about with this where i'm like that's perfect look everybody's gonna die so you may as well all die together in a big catastrophe right yeah, yeah. <laughs> what's the problem I mean, while, while, while claire is panicking saying like my son is never going to experience life fucking kirsten dunce is basically just fucking uh you know what i'm just gonna go out lay in the lay by the lay by the river and just be naked here oh my god this is 
cool. I'm eating my own breakfast. I'm taking my pills. I'm taking my own baths now. <laughs> Whereas, like, two days earlier, she literally could not take a bath. Yeah, yeah. She was so depressed that she just could not move. Right. That was, that but, was, yeah, a, her, that was her sister trying to get her into the bath was like. Oh, that was rough. That was yeah. rough because I'm just like, oh, yeah, I've, yeah. I've, I've, I've been there. Not the uh, trying to get the sister in the bath, the opposite. Yeah. Where like, you've been the people, one that somebody was like, you have to take a shower and you're just like, I can't. <laughs> well, not, not take a shower, but like you have to do something. And I'm just like, no, I'm yeah. just going to not do anything. Yeah. Except yeah. I would do it by myself. Like, like hiding. I wouldn't, I wouldn't let someone else. Let no, me no, see no. It. But anyway. Yeah. You well, because I'm fucking, I'm a fucking, I'm an adult, okay? If I'm gonna <laughs> sure. be depressed, I'm not gonna drag everyone else down. With sure, me. sure, you're gonna do it by yourself, like a normal person. Yeah, the fucking world doesn't revolve around me. Let's fucking <laughs> stop it. Fucking such a baby. Uh-huh. Let other people live their lives. I did. There were there were some parts like I actually I I agree with you. I think the first half of this, the wedding part of it, just um Justine's part of it, I think it's a little bit much, um or not it much. Drags, it's, it drags. It, yeah. It it drags and also like I I feel like it was a bad choice to have it drag so much because it honestly by the time the second half started, I really hated her character. Yeah, you don't like Justine. And She's not like a likable per- it, person. It's bad when fucking uh, what's his name twenty four is like supposed to be a bad guy, but yet I'm like I'm on his side. Fuck uh, this girl. Wait, are you talking about her? Are you talking about Justine's um, new husband, or are you talking about Kiefer Sutherland? I don't. I never watched twenty four. I don't know which one. Oh, Ke- Kiefer Sutherland. Okay, Jack Bauer. <laughs> Jack Bauer. Okay. Basically, yeah, Jack Jack Bauer is pretty much just like. Do you know how much fucking money I spent on this wedding? Yeah. <laughs> like also, and I'm just like, you know what? And He's right. First, it's, it's supposed to be like, man, this guy, all he cares about is like the money that he has to waste. Right. But this is all he cares about. And yet I'm just like, you know what? It, it, it just dragged on so much to the point where I was just like, you know what? Fuck this. I'm on no, Jack Bauer's side. I was fully, I was fully on Kiefer Sutherland's side the whole time. <laughs> the whole well, time. The reason why it was because Claire's trying to make a bit, because she, yeah. she's trying to like, in her mind, this is something great that's happening. Her yeah. sister suffers from such depression and like if this is going to be something that's going to help her then we're going to fucking kick it off with a big party yeah you know not really like her her sister is just like like her sister does not understand depression and that how it works right but um so her sister is trying to like force her to understand that and force her to be like if we spend all this money and do all these big things then you're going to remember this and that way you can have happy memories yeah for for when you get into your fucking periods, yeah, when it's, not just, realizing just, like, oh no, that none of that matters. It's, no, it it just it just doesn't matter. I I also I loved Alexander Skarsgård, um, in this, yeah, yeah, yeah which real. is her. Now that I'm looking at the cast list, I can say his name right. Um, it's um, it's Justine's like new husband who, on their mm-hmm. wedding night, is just like, you know what, <laughs> I can't do this anymore. <laughs> Can we just say, Dragon, you just love a Skarsgård. I love a Skarsgård. Although I, I didn't realize that um, her boss, Justine's boss, who's like trying to get her to work her whole fucking wedding day, is yeah. uh, Stellan Skarsgård. Yeah. That's the, the, I, I, is the that, that's the dad of the, of the Skarsgård? The yeah. The patriarch of the Skarsgård clan. Listen. Arguably the greatest, the greatest acting <laughs> family in all of cinema. Uh, sure. I mean, we got Bill. We got Alex. <laughs> right? We got Gustav. You you lost me at Alex. Stellan, <laughs> all right. Sure. There's there's like movies with lesser known Skarsgård. That's the, how uh, that's how many Skarsgårds there are. There was a movie I watched the other day that I will not mention for this. That's how bad it was. And I, and then when I looked it up, I was like, man, that guy looks familiar. And when I looked it up, it was like a lesser known Skarsgård. And I was like, well, that that 
that, I guess that pans out. You know, while I was watching this, I, I literally was looking at Alexander Skarsgård and I was like, I find him attractive, but I don't actually think he's attractive. Like there's something so weird about how he looks. I was just staring at him and being like, I do think he's hot, but like, I can't, I don't think like, I feel that he's hot, but I don't think that he's hot. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Just like. So, something so like, weird about it. You can't put your finger on it. You don't yeah, know why. I don't know why. I don't know what it is about him. But I was like, I'm into it. I'm sorry. Like, Which, Justine, you're fucking up. <laughs> He's clearly <laughs> such a nice guy. He's su- such a nice guy. He's probably relatively rich, right? Like, I'm sure. I mean, yeah, he's got to be. Look at the fucking... He, he is not put off by, like... if. If someone offered me that fucking wedding, I would be like, hell no. Oh, absolutely not. Fuck I'd be like, are you no. kidding? Are you fucking kidding right now? Uh, 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 honestly, you know where you know where Justine lost me, though? Where? When she was two hours late to her own wedding. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, you know, they, they, they had to spend a fucking five-minute segment of showing them <laughs> trying to get into the wedding for the stretch limo. Yeah, that, like, clearly couldn't get out, uh, through the driveway. I, uh, <laughs> yeah, I literally was like, I can't. She's an asshole. Like, she's definitely an asshole. She has no regard for anybody else. I can't, I can't. I hate this character. You just hate someone who, you hate a person who's late. I do. I hate tardiness. Because what, here's what tardiness shows me. It shows me that you don't care enough about my time to respect it. That's what tardiness shows me. It shows me that you are so selfish that you don't care about somebody else's time who's waiting on you. But what about someone like me who will say, yeah, I don't respect your time. (laughs) Which is funny because you're very prompt. You're you are not generally late for things, and when you are, it's because somebody else made you late. Usually. <laughs> All right. Well, Dragon. By the way, the the actor that I saw it was uh, I saw this movie called Funhouse. It was terrible. No one should watch it. Okay. It's starring Velter Skarsgård. Velter? Never even heard of him, and yet I was like, "Who the fuck is this guy?" And he looks so familiar. And then when I saw Skarsgård, I was like, "Oh, is he part of the Skarsgård clan?" Yeah. And it's like, yes, he is. The Skarsgårds. They they do all look kind of the same. Yeah. Yeah. For real. But, um, and, and they're all enacting, apparently. Yeah. Yeah. Apparently they are. One acting yeah, again, family. Again, Skarsgård's the greatest acting family in all of cinema. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So let's, let's talk some more about this. So I... <laughs> you, really? You're not even going to fight me on that? No, I'm not going to fight you on that. There's the Wilsons, okay? Luke and Owen. Yes. Luke and Owen. <laughs> all right. There's the I Hemsworths. Oh, yeah. The Hemsworths. All right. Mm-hmm. No, no one else? Baldwin's. Oh, but, yeah, but, you know, it's really just one person. No, there are, like, five Baldwins. But if you say Billy Baldwin, I will throw some, I'm, I'm going to force <laughs> us to watch another Christian movie, okay? Is that what you want? <laughs> that is, that is, is a that threat you, if I've ever heard one. <laughs> <laughs> you jerk. No, we're getting back to this movie. We're done listing okay, acting okay. families. <laughs> okay, 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 okay. We didn't even All name right. any movies associated with that. <laughs> oh, uh, who cares? Uh, that is touche, um, touche. Right. touche. Who but, cares? But yeah, so so again, um, the, the first half of the movie, I, I I appreciate it, but honestly, like what it made me do was hate Kristen Dunst too much. Yeah, and it, pro- it had they scaled it back a little bit in terms of like length, I probably would have been like, okay, I get it, she's depressed. Yeah. Instead of what it is, which is like she's depressed and I fucking hate her, I don't <laughs> want this character in the rest of the movie. Well, there's also something. So there is something about. Um, a movie that shows like u- the uber wealthy that I just like, I, it's hard to connect to you and it's hard to stay in. You know what I mean? Like, it, it's just like, there's something so lavish about that, about that wedding scene, you know, that it's just, can, it's a lot. Can I just say the yeah. one, one thing that my, one thing that my chick mentioned was 
uh, during that wedding scene. She literally said, "Wait, there, why aren't they, there's no music? What the fuck is going on?" <laughs> <laughs> and then we just went, "Yeah, white people wedding." Yeah, yeah. Why would there be music? Yeah. It's fancy. Yeah. Make, if there's no, music, there's like sense. classical music playing in the background by probably a live no. band. But like, are you crazy? Are you crazy? No. Okay. It's just. It's. I don't. I don't know this. It doesn't make sense to me. Normally, people are just dancing. You just have the fucking the twerk bachata playing, and everyone is just on the dance floor, just doing their dancing. No, and then no, every no. now and then they interrupt and be like, "All right, everyone, come get your arroz and pollo." <laughs> no. 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 Yeah, she she gotta go to more rich white people weddings apparently. But also, let me just say this: I would fucking hate this wedding party, cause not not cause Kirsten Dunst is late, but I'm like, how long does this fucking party last? Dude, they it's gotta they, be it was twelve very, hours at, t- at least twelve hours at least twelve hours because they had definitely the been hours. there like they had definitely already done the ceremony right yeah and this was the second location. For sure. Yes. They mentioned that. And I was like, they have been doing this all day and they're going to go till after midnight? Get the fuck out of here. And they're, and she's two hours late, right? Yeah. And then they have the whole part where they're sitting down and eating, which has to take at least an hour, maybe more. Then everyone's yeah. giving their stupid speeches, right? Mm-hmm. And then, so we all have to sit there and pretend that we give a shit what people say. Um, oh, look at that. He said something very poignant. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> my God. Oh, this will definitely, like, who gives a shit? Let's move on. Um, then what do they have? They fucking had the part where it's like, all right, let's all like cut the cake. And then like, oh my God. And then she, she doesn't come down for that. So it takes like an hour while everyone's fucking waiting. And then she moves, she leaves again and goes to something else. And then people are still walking around talking. And I'm just like, yo, what the, how <laughs> fucking long is this wedding? Absolutely ridiculous. Like, honestly. Although if you feed me enough, I'll hang out. <laughs> no. Just, just, just in case anyone knows, if I'm ever invited to a wedding, number one, I hate you. Okay. <laughs> number two number two um the moment you give me food the moment i'm full i'm gonna be like oh look at the time <laughs> you gotta go you gotta hit the road you know we're gonna be late. yeah 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 fair like, fair I, do I, I, I don't know where i'm going we're just gonna be late to it <laughs> yeah like listen oh i just i uh, gotta get up early they're like it's two yep. o'clock in the afternoon you're like yep anyway <laughs> Bye. <laughs> oh, it's like, but you got a hotel room ten minutes away. It's like, yeah, uh-huh, crazy, uh-huh, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All right. Yep. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, I think I think that just like makes you, which is funny because I feel like the second part of it doesn't read the same way, even though it's still like an uber wealthy family. But no, like, it definitely ignores the fact of the wealth and all that stuff. And even uh, what's his name, um, Jack Bauer is like, he stops talking about money. Yeah. Well, because she with, stops wasting his. <laughs> yeah. Because the wedding's over. And then all he starts talking about is the fucking, oh, my God, look at the scientific research, which, frankly speaking, made me think like, oh, this is just me. Number yeah. one, I would just be cl- be complaining about people wasting my money. Yeah. And then the moment something exciting happens, I'm like, oh, my God, science. And yeah. then pretending like I know what the fuck I'm talking about. Like, don't worry. It's just going to fucking leave the atmosphere because that's just what I read on Google. Yeah. Like, like literally five minutes beforehand, <laughs> pretending like, oh, no, no, I know this as a fact because I'm a scientist. Now. I loved I my favorite thing about him was when he killed himself. <laughs> yeah. Now, I, honestly, though, I I did not expect him to do that. Yeah. Um, because it's not in his character. That's the part I didn't like. It's I, not in his character to kill himself. I would have said it would have been more 
likely that he would be just be a family annihilator. Yeah, I I also thought that he would he would more likely be a family annihilator. But this just made me think he was a coward. <laughs> I mean, he is a coward. Yeah, <laughs> he, his wife had some medicine stored away just in case she had to fucking off herself, <laughs> and he fucking goes and takes it all. I'm like, bro. Just slit your your throat like a real man. <laughs> and just I mean, do the family a favor and kill them first. Yeah, right. That's a weird thing Can to me. Like, that? you think you think that the you're about to have this thing where like a world collides into your world and you and you die and you decide that everybody else can experience that and you're like, nah, bro. <laughs> like, I don't want to experience that. <sighs> Which is crazy to me too because I was like, I actually think like the impact would probably be really quick and you would all die right away. So like, yeah. why? Plus. Think of, think of how amazing it would be to that. Those are the last moments of your life to see that fucking coming at you. Right. And just be like, wow, I can't believe this. I can't believe I'm here at the end of the world. Instead, he's like, I'm going to dip out a day early. It's like one fucking day. Come on, bro. I know, right? You couldn't just wait. You couldn't just wait a little I, bit. This just makes me realize that, number one, he is a man who didn't love life. Okay. <laughs> yep. All that money you know, still doesn't you know buy what, happiness. Yeah. You know what? You know what my my saying is, Dragon? What? You got to live. You got to love. You got to laugh. Okay? <laughs> yeah. So he, he didn't live life because he was just too worried about fucking money. Okay? Uh-huh. He didn't laugh at life because obviously he didn't enjoy it enough to spend another day there. <laughs> yeah. All right? And finally... He didn't, uh, what is it, live, love, love. He didn't love because obviously he didn't love his wife enough to fucking kill him. He didn't love his wife enough. He didn't love his wife and son enough to kill them (laughs) before killing himself. Yeah. Okay? Clearly. If you truly love your your family, you Mm -hmm. will do the right thing. That's what I'm trying to say. All, all you're trying to say is that look, family annihilation sometimes makes sense. <laughs> so family annihilation is is the most is the most amount of love you can give your family. <laughs> exactly. Okay, that's what I'm trying to say. <laughs> uh, but anyway, that was my favorite part. <laughs> no, just kidding. My favorite part was when uh, Kirsten Dunst was naked by a by a stream, <laughs> laying yeah, in moss. I was like, Jesus, she is number one. Kirsten Dunst. You look wonderful. Can we just say that her her boobs are so big. There, she she looks great. She, she does. Great. She really is a beautiful woman. And for for her to just be like, ah, you know what, fucking YOLO, let's yeah. let's do this. She was she's and she she's still technically young at that point. I think she was like thirty. Yeah, I'm trying so to think, for her I'm to trying be to remember like, how old me, Kirsten Dunst is. She, I just looked it up. She was born in eighty two. Oh, okay. This movie came out in twenty eleven. Uh, yeah. So that yeah, she was about thirty. Yeah. So yeah. for her to just be like, you know what. Did I, I before they get old before i get old <laughs> before i have to have some surgery to make them look better yeah i'm just gonna fucking just show the world like guess what this is what i got and then everyone just goes thank you that's a clap if and you, you know i i can hear it thank you yes and you know what i mean if you're gonna do it in a movie you may as well do it in this one she won uh, this uh premiered at Cannes, uh, of yeah. course and she won the best best actress award for it at Cannes. do you do you think she won it because because of how chose. amazing she looks naked <laughs> they, they, the the people the, the people all the french voted, all the frenchmen who voted for it were like yeah they probably fell asleep in the first half and then <laughs> someone like nudged them open like check it out boobs and then they woke up and like what oh she's got my vote can you imagine can you imagine 
Now, in their Sitting defense, down for this Lars von Trier movie in Cannes. And I think at this point, I think this is the middle of the three, right? So Antichrist, I'm pretty sure came first. And then this mm-hmm. and then Infomaniac. Can you imagine like everybody's seen Antichrist? Also, I think an acclaimed movie in these like film circles, right? Yeah. Not is. widely, <laughs> for I sure. Mean, well, it's it, people hate it because they uh, they just can't sit through it. Right, right. So. Well, I think also, like, it's, you know, it, it's a rough movie. There are, like, rough things in that movie. Like, a, a child dies. Somebody gets their it's, dick hurt. Again, <laughs> like, it's, it's a lot. It's a rough movie, but again. Someone comes like, blood. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a rough movie to watch. It is. It is. It is a rough movie. But anyway, so they they are primed for, like, some kind of, like, artsy weird shit, right? Um, and, uh... <laughs> And they sit down, and there's just eight minutes of slow-mo. And I just imagine everybody at Cannes being like, yes, 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 bravo. <laughs> oh, 100%. You know the, those French people fucking love that those shit. Those fucking Frenchies. They <laughs> fucking love that bullshit. Whereas I watched it for my second go-around, and I was like, oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. I mean, yeah, we watch it, and we're just like, oh, boy, this is, <laughs> this is not good. Whereas they're just like, oh, yes, look at this beautiful art. Look at this fuck. And we're just like, what's horse shit? <laughs> Oh, God. Oh, man. And so Andrew was also, he, as an aside, um, Andrew was telling me I needed to look this up, and I completely forgot it. But the, there was something about this movie that, that annoyed me to no end. And it was the um, handheld uh, camera work. Yeah, I was going to say that. I didn't like it. I, it really annoyed me. It, it, like, really took me out of it. I, 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 wasn't, I wasn't a fan of it. And I was like, God, it's so... That's the only thing I was talking to Andrew about. And I was like, it's so annoying. And Andrew's like, well, you know about his, like, Dogma 95 stuff, right? And I was like, that sounds vaguely familiar, but I don't remember it. So, essentially, Lars von Trier and a bunch of other, like, auteur filmmakers got together. And they said, film is dead, or, like, some shit like that. They were, yeah, like, basically yeah. prestigious, prestigious assholes. And they were like, um, well, it's not real anymore. Cinema's not real. So we're going to make rules. So, like, y- y- the only way to make real movies is if you follow our rules. And it's, like, handheld camera work. You're not allowed to use props. You're not allowed to use lighting. Like, it's, like, uh, like bare bones kind of, like, filmmaking. Um, well, he, I'm go sorry, ahead. Go ahead. No, 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 that's it. That's, that's, that's all I was going to say. Oh. And I was like, uh, you, you kind of see parts of it in this, right? Obviously, that's not the case. But there's some parts of it that, like, live on in his, like, filmmaking. And, like, it, this this kind of shows it, I think. Like, there's that there's the handheld camera work to make it feel like you're in the movie and blah, blah, blah. But really what it made me feel like is, like, oh, it's kind of giving me motion sickness. I don't like it. Um, so the reason why you do handheld is because uh, you want to feel – you want the char- you want people to feel like they're in the – in the scene sure like you want them to feel like they're walking around with you that's why it's something like the office it works so well mm-hmm. is because you you they want you to feel like you're just another person working in the office right right and that's kind of why it works yeah. also uh so did you ever see uh Lawrence volunteer made a movie oh man it was like in 2003 2004 oh mm-hmm. uh dogville um you ever see that i don't think so but i've heard of it let me look Go ahead, keep going. So no, but I I've, I've never seen it by the way. Oh, before okay. before we go, I've okay. never seen it, but I know I've heard of it because, and I will watch it one day. But um, it's because it's basically like very bare bones. He he took away. Oh, it's like, got sex. a lot. It's got some of these same, same people. Stellan Skarsgård yeah. is in it. Nicole Kidman's in it. Chloe but, Se- I mean, Sevigny or Se- I don't you're know. You're always gonna have at this point, and if you're gonna make a movie, in my opinion, you have to have a Skarsgård. <laughs> or it's at not a movie. Them. It's actually yeah. one of the one of the Dogma ninety five uh, things. You have to have a Skarsgård. <laughs> it's not a movie. <laughs> that is gonna be one of my rules. You have to have a Skarsgård. <laughs> 
<laughs> you have to have one of two, either boobs in your movie or big bouncing Latina booties. Yeah. yeah one of two. All right. <laughs> I've never seen, I've never seen this, by the way. I, I'm looking at the plot now. It's not, not um, familiar. So it, it's, it's a very bare bones movie to mm-hmm. literally to the point where like, it's, there's no sets. They're like walking around in a giant fucking warehouse. Uh-huh. And like, she walks up to like a window and like, oh, this is supposed to be the fucking uh, like the storefront, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's just a lot of like actors talking. Yeah. And much like a Von's Von Lartrier yep. movie, he basically just treats <laughs> like, for, for there's something about him and, and women in movies where he's just like, fuck these women. <laughs> I'm going to make sure they really get the, the, you know, they really are treated like shit. Yeah. Yeah, I guess so. But, I mean, uh, again, I, I, that's, that's what I've read about it. That's what I've heard about it. I haven't seen it. I will watch it one day. I'm, I was just looking, so I'm looking at the Wikipedia for Dogville now, and it's basically, so it, this is, I think this is like perfectly sums up Lars von Trier. Um, Dogville opened to polarized reviews from critics. Some considered it to be pretentious or exasperating. <laughs> it was yeah, viewed by others it. as a masterpiece. And that's just exactly right. Like, that is Lars von Trier. Like, I think Antichrist is amazing. I really do. I really, really like it. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. such a good movie. I think this is also a good movie, but it's pretentious, <laughs> like long. And like, I think it expects a lot of from the viewer. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. It, it was, it, like I said, if he, he wasn't so in love with the first half of this movie, yeah. he would have rightly cut out 30 minutes. Of it. <laughs> yeah. And then I feel like, I feel like if you cut out 30 minutes of the first half of the movie, then uh, it would have made me enjoy the second half a little yeah. more. And but it's not, it, it, it's a long movie, but it's not that long. It's only two hours and 15 minutes. And yeah, it but it feels long. You feel it because, you feel it just, again because it that first half just drags, it yeah. drags, it drags, it drags. Yeah. Um, and it like at some point you just, you're like, I get it. Okay. She's depressed. Yeah. All right. I get it. All right. Oh, she's making bad decisions. Oh, she bangs this guy instead of uh, you know banging her husband. I would oh, say that's okay. a mild rape. <laughs> it's like, there is no consent she, to be had. She literally I, oh, knocks that little boy. She, that not little boy. She knocks that young man on the ground and, and just, just takes his him. dick out and just sits yeah. on him. Although if I, if I was that young boy, I would definitely be like, no, no. 100% consensual <laughs> <laughs> I've actually been waiting for this yes. I actually I liked it towards the end of Justine's uh, half of this movie he comes up to her and like totally shoots a shot yeah, <laughs> like, yeah hilarious he's like I think we would make a great couple <laughs> and we've already <laughs> had amazing sex and you just like look at that sex scene and you're like oh honey you thought that was amazing sex yeah <laughs> oh no <laughs> hilarious uh, uh. that's just never happened to him poor Tim his name was Tim I wrote it down uh. All right, Dragon. Do you have any other thoughts about this? Is there anything else you want to talk about? Uh, I know I don't think so. I mean, you know, again, a good look at depression. Like, there's a part where Kirsten Dunst. So Kirsten Dunst has this horse that she loves. That's like her horse. Um, and there's a part in it where she like beats the horse essentially, and her yeah. sister has to stop her. And you're like, yeah, that's depression. She's like la- lashing out at a thing that she loves because it's like just frustrating her so much. I, again, I feel like you're talking about me. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, it's a really good look at depression when you like lash out, Birdo, when you lash out. <laughs> I, I don't know why you're yelling at me. Uh, anyway, I, I thought it was great. I, I really like the ending. Um, I I liked that the planet killed everybody. Like, I, I know that like, you know, that's to be expected, but I, I thought it looked beautiful. I thought it was really well done. I I, I, I liked that part a lot. Yeah, I, I can I just say I like, uh, I really like the ending. I like the, the last 10 minutes of it just being uh, fucking... 
just he having a panic attack trying to run away and just not being able to <laughs> you mean claire you mean claire, claire sorry. yeah claire with claire her son her, her son just yeah. trying to run away and he, and kirsten dunce is just like where are you going <laughs> <laughs> yeah like what do you think is gonna happen she's she's, she's so level-headed in this moment <laughs> It was really good of her being like, yeah, okay, go have a panic attack. I'll be here because you know, there's nowhere I, to go. I, I feel like it's so it's so perfect because how many times does something crazy happen and you just see me completely calm? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's, uh, don't worry. Don't worry. That's supposed to happen. Yeah. And so it's like perfect like that, like the, the person who, who is most emotionally unstable is the only one who is prepared for this moment. <laughs> for this like horrible, the, horrible crisis the, that's going to kill only, everybody. Yeah. The only one who actually is like thinking about, thinking, yeah. thinking logically in it is the person who is emotionally just gone. Yeah. That is fair. Uh, yeah. And I, I did like, again, I have to agree with you that that last 10, the last 10 minutes is fucking great, which is literally just them sitting down on a fucking, yeah. they're just sitting down. Just waiting. And then waiting for it to happen. And it's like something about that, those last 10 minutes, I was like, fuck, this guy is a really good filmmaker. He is. He is a good filmmaker. He's, a, he, he's pretentious. He's, he's, he's he, that's, that's, yeah, it's like the only thing that can get in your way is yourself, which yeah. you seem to do a lot. Lars the first half of the movie. I, I feel like I, Lars von Trier, and I, I don't, I do not know if this is true. It is true, and I'm not going to look it up. But it very much seems to me like he is the type of person that edits his own movies as well, because like nobody oh, would be able to like, you know what I mean? Tell I him to cut something out. Yeah. <laughs> Otherwise, the beginning of this movie would not be what it is. <laughs> oh Jesus Christ! If if I was editing this movie, I would cut out this opening, the entire opening fucking montage, oh, and then God. I would cut out like 30 minutes of that first half, and I would get yelled at by him. No, and for just sure. be like, you know what? Fuck it. You ruined your own fucking movie. <laughs> for sure. And he would. He'd be like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's exactly what did, I'm going to do. Did I ever tell you I, I listened? So I, I used to listen to this radio show on uh, Sirius, Sirius XM or whatever. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. Uh, one of the people was a producer. And they said that they once worked for NPR. Oh, and she said that like she hated how they produced it so much. That one day she took an hour long, like an, an hour and 15 long story yeah. that someone had finished and she cleaned it up to make it like like the way you should do a regular <laughs> fucking podcast. Yeah. And she handed it into her boss and she said it was 30 minutes and her boss was like, you ever do this again, I'm going to fire you on the spot. <laughs> I'm sure it was amazing, though. It, it was, was probably, probably. I was like, had she done that, I might actually listen to NPR once in a while. It was probably like the most concise, like well the most life. concise, the the like the the most useless. Because NPR does all those useless things of like, oh, like hey, and like they they're like, this is like someone starts talking, but they're not actually talking. They're like talking yeah. about something else. Like, oh, I had the pizza. I had a pizza today. I actually burnt it. <laughs> it's like, oh, you did. You did have a pizza. Oh, you mean and like our podcast? Like, this is. <laughs> And then, and then you just hear the voiceover being like, "This is Arthur. He is the the chief scientist of some <laughs> fucking horseshit." And it's like, "Oh yes, I'm Arthur, the chief scientist of some fucking horseshit." Yep, yep. And then they add in all those extra sounds and callbacks oh, and all these fucking useless things, and it's just like, "Bro, can you guys just?" I used to, <sighs> so I used to listen to Radiolab, and I stopped because I was like, "If you add one more fucking sound effect to this fucking program, I swear to God, like I cannot I, listen to I, this." I, I have become very selective in which Radio Lab episodes I pick because yeah. I can only take so much of it. Yeah, it's too much. Like, it, it's the sound effects. They, they kill oh, me. Jesus, it's so so fucking annoying. Yeah. And it's like if you guys just told the story, I would be like, wow, this is an amazing thing you guys are talking about. Yeah. Too bad you fucking added in like 20 sound effects and then you made it 10 minutes longer than it should be. 
<laughs> which uh-huh. which I, I understand the irony of uh, me complaining about an overproduced podcast on a podcast in which I will not produce it at all. <laughs> like, I oh, will yeah, do yeah. no oh, editing whatsoever. We, we, we do not edit. That is, we are are the von's large trier of fucking podcasting lars lars von trier Uh, we're bare bones we are raw okay yeah we don't pronounce anyone's name right we get everything (laughs) wrong oh correct absolutely correct the amount of we don't even do like corrections because the half the podcast would be me coming on being like all right last week i said 12 things that were wrong (laughs) oh my god it'd be it would be the entire podcast are you kidding (laughs) um okay Berto. wait we gotta wrap up melancholia (laughs) yeah for Any sure final thoughts uh no? no no i think that's it i think we pretty much know oh, yeah. it we, we i see i asked you that already so it's a good thing you're gonna edit this out no yeah sure so don't sound stupid honestly i wasn't all listening right. to you in the, when you asked me the first time so <laughs> well that's perfect yeah all right <laughs> dragon would you give this a smashly or a trashly i would still give it a smashly i think it's still a very good movie i would it's not my favorite of the lar- few lar- large venture movies that i've seen I think uh, Antichrist is by far the best one that I've seen, uh, but I haven't seen that many of them. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I I think it's still like a great movie, and it's very it's beautiful. Like there's a lot of like very pretty scenery and stuff in it. Um, Berto, what about you? What would you give this on a scale of one to ten? So I would give this a five out of ten. But the first half, I would give it like a three out of ten, just because yeah. it's so fucking long. Yeah. It's uh had had it been shorter, I probably would have given it like a six. Yeah. And then the second half, I give it probably like a seven out of ten, because it, it definitely like picks up. It's much better, more exciting. Uh, there's actually nudity in that one, so that <laughs> definitely gives it an extra point. There's technically nudity in the first half, but it's sad because it's yeah, Kirsten it's Dunst sad, like a lump on a floor and <laughs> being unable to take a bath. <laughs> yeah, it's like, what, how can I get excited over that? Yeah, know? exactly, exactly. Um, yeah, um, that checks out. That seems about right for what I thought you would give this, yeah. honestly. All right. Um, all so, right, so, Berto, your choice next week. All right. So I decided, you know what? We've been doing a little bit too much. We This this movie, it was a little too fun. funny. Too much fun. Too much fun <laughs> too to be had, fun. right? Yeah, yeah. This one, Children of, the, of Men, Dune. We've been having way too much fun with these movies. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so I decided we're going to do uh, 1999's election all right <laughs> yeah now, this is a it's it's count it's considered a rom-com although when i remember that i haven't seen this movie in probably 20 years yeah uh when i remember this movie i don't remember the rom-com aspects aspects of it i don't remember this reason, being a rom-com either i remember it being a dark yeah, comedy yeah yeah that's what I, that's what i'm wondering but anyway i'm gonna count it as a dark comedy okay even though again it's listed on imdb as a comedy rom as a has romance comedy but that's <laughs> sure okay anyway, yeah it's an, it's an hour and 43 minutes perfect it is, uh, directed by your boy alexander payne uh-huh it's starring reese witherspoon <laughs> matthew broderick and chris klein uh chris klein's been canceled right didn't he do has something he bad i don't know i don't know Okay. Everyone's done for something bad at this point. Who that is true. Shit? That is true. Basically, everybody's been canceled. I think Chris Chris Klein should be canceled for that fucking st- uh, Street Fighter movie he did. Mm, I don't remember that. Uh, well, you should watch it. It's fucking amazing. I will right? watch not, it. Not 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 the movie is amazing. Like he <laughs> he's literally amazing in it because every single time I I'm convinced that he only did one take and every <laughs> single time he didn't read the other parts of the movie so he doesn't know how to react to things so he just reads the line once and then moves on. Yeah. That checks so, out. It's fucking great. Um, anyway, I'm excited. I'm really excited to rewatch this. I remember. Yeah, I, I remember loving this, and I haven't seen it again for probably the same as you. Like probably I, I at I, least a decade. I agree. I remember watching this uh, and really enjoying it, but uh, 
no, I haven't seen in a while, and I'm interested to see how it how how I enjoy it this time. Yeah. Uh, oh, by the way, I'm sorry, I forgot to say it's currently streaming on Hulu. Nice. All right. Um, okay. All right. All right, Dragon. Why don't you go ahead and send us off? Oh, okay. Okay. Bye. Okay. Okay. Bye.